1: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, everyone. I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create & Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real tech advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman
0: small screen. Ashley Tisdale has starred in wildly popular shows and TV movies, playing every character from an enterprising teen as Maddie Fitzpatrick in The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody to a scene-stealing antagonist as Sharpay Evans in High School Musical. But now she's stepping into a new role as a health and wellness industry trailblazer. As the founder of health, wellness, and beauty site Frenchie, she's disrupting a saturated content market by rejecting unattainable beauty standards, confronting mental health stigmas, and opening up about her own self-love journey. Needless to say, I'm so excited to dive into her incredible career of this successful multi-hyphenate Ashley Tisdale. Welcome, Ashley. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Let's kickstart with your latest venture, Frenchie. Congratulations. What compelled you to get into the content creation space?
2: I had a blog a couple years ago, and I always loved it. Unfortunately, who I had teamed up with, it just like wasn't something that we could move forward with because we just saw different visions for it. And I always wanted to kind of go back into that space, but I just didn't really know what that space was for me. And I think just over the last couple of years of my journey with mental health and really digging deeper into my anxiety and like the depression that I had. I, you know, was really just introduced to a lot of holistic medicine and doctors. And basically over the last couple of years, just doing so much research and I have so much knowledge to share now. I just, it was one of those things where before COVID happened, I had launched it during. But this was this was like planned like months before. I was actually supposed to launch it before but it was just something that I was really passionate about and excited to share. Just, I think for me, I love being able to share more personal things with my audience. And this was something that I felt like I could really give. And I felt like I could really give a lot of knowledge. And also, you know, for me, I was like, I can bring experts in to help as well. So that's kind of where it started.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not just a celebrity endorsed lifestyle Say you share these personal details about your own health and wellness journeys and you open up about your experience with anxiety and depression. Why is this level of honesty and transparency so important to you uh, to share? You know, I think
2: in the beginning when I did my album symptoms was when I first came out talking about my mental health and it's always nerve wracking and scary to be very vulnerable with people but I just knew in my heart, like I, I had seen at that point, so many people suffering. And, um, I had a friend that I lost to depression. And so I just felt like, you know what? I think it's just, people need to start talking about this more. Like we just need to come out, especially, especially people that my audience looks up to and, and knowing that we aren't perfect and we go through the same things that, you know, anybody goes through. And so I just felt really proud of that moment and um as scary as it was i just felt like really supported and more of a connection with my audience i felt like i had more to talk about with them and they had more to talk about with me and so with frenchie uh it was another thing that i was very vulnerable about i was like okay like i have done plastic surgery and it did not turn out well for me and i just feel like for the last you know couple of years like the thing that people don't talk about are like The negative side effects of that stuff, and there are so many negatives. And you know, for me, a lot of it had to do with like I had food allergies, I had food sensitivities. I was constantly trying to figure out what was wrong with my stomach. I was like, I was always like on like test results, completely fine, but like something was just not feeling good. And um, I had implants for a long time, and I decided to get them out. And I just felt like it was something I wanted to share with my audience and. That's kind of where like Frenchie was born.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important. I mean, you talk a lot about the unattainable beauty standards and the mental health stigmas that are tied to them. And especially for women for so long, thinking that's what normal looks like. Now we're in this world where we have these filters that make you look perfect. It's crazy. And the side effects of which we haven't even seen yet, but for you, you've cultivated this really genuine community online. What advice do you have for people who are looking to create an authentic audience, you know, where their community really is there for them and not just tuning in one and done? I think it's just being authentic.
2: You know, you can't come out with something and create an authentic audience unless you are authentic yourself. And I think that for me, as like I said, as much as it's a scary place to be vulnerable, I feel there's this drive in me that's like, no matter how scary it is, I can handle it. And I can handle if there's negative comments about it, I can handle if someone didn't agree with me. So why not come out? Because it's a lot of people really need to hear this, especially in the health and wellness. Obviously, it's like not the first blog in health and wellness. But I felt like for me, if I'm going to do something where I'm promoting health and well-being, why would I not talk about my own personal journey with it and my own personal journey? And like, how are you like, not that I'm negative towards plastic surgery, but I'm like, you have to love yourself first. If you're going to make decisions like that, most of the time you're making those decisions because there is insecurities because I've been there. Mm. And so it's like, you know, when you truly get to a point where you love yourself is when you're able to make a very rational decision And I think when I was younger, I did not have a lot of self-love. I thought I did, but I think that I look back and I'm just like, oh man, like I have scars from what I did. My body was beautiful before. Why did I feel like I needed to do this? Now I have scars there. And if anything, I feel like those scars represent my journey. They're beautiful just as they are. So it's like really loving yourself for everything, all of those moments and all of those like little scars and just getting to that place. Like, yes, I wasn't there in my twenties, but being able to be like so happy with myself and my body is the journey in itself. Your twenties
0: are just brutal, right? It's like, you think you're doing all the things that you're supposed to be doing. And to your point, like you think you have a lot of self-love and looking back, I mean, I probably had a very similar experience, just like feeling so negative about the way I looked all the time. And I think now seeing people like yourself come out and say, been there, done that, like been through it, I'm better, I'm stronger, and here's how. It's so, so important. And to your point, hard to do. But you recently announced that you're pregnant. So congratulations. How yeah. has your pregnancy influenced the way you view health, wellness, beauty, and your content strategy overall at Frenchie?
2: You know, it's really cool because a lot of the time, I think it's like in the past, it took other people getting pregnant to then go into the journey of non-toxic. Because they're like now taking care of their baby, and they're like, oh, I want everything that's perfect for them. And what I am so excited about was that this was my journey for the last couple of years. So I've learned a lot through it. And even helping my friends who are brand new moms right now, there are so many decisions that you have to make. There's so many things about toothpaste and, you know, like to go all natural for babies or listen to your pediatrician. And it's like, you really have to follow your intuition. And also I always just say, it's about moderation because for a minute, when you first get involved in, you know, clean, non-toxic, you're like, Oh, diving, you've got to dive all the way in. And that's the answer. And it's like, no, it's not the answer. It's all about moderation. I always think it's about balance. Yes. I use clean toothpaste. Yes. I just started clean beauty, but I still have some beauty items that are not so clean and that's Okay it's just limiting what we are putting on our bodies and in our bodies. And so I'm excited. I think it's just really given me so much knowledge to prepare myself for what I'm about to go on.
0: All yeah. <laughs> So so many products, so many questions, so many things. It's so, so true, but it's so exciting as well. And you're building this business alongside of it and obviously creating a digital content brand is not easy. And I'm sure you've learned a lot of lessons along the way. What have been some of the mistakes and learnings you've learned since launching Frenchie?
2: You know, there really hasn't been any mistakes or learning lessons with launching Frenchie yet because I've really just taken baby steps into everything. Like I wanted to put out something that was my journey and my story and to help other people in my audience, but I haven't looked at it as a business. It's actually been so creatively freeing to not look at it like that. I've been CEO of businesses before of my makeup line Illuminate and that's where I've made a lot of mistakes and a lot of um a lot of hardship in that one. And so I think I just took everything from from that and you know I do believe in yes, sometimes you fail, but it's how you get back up. And I think that it's what led me to Frenchie. Like in the moment when I was like feeling like a failure with my makeup company because I was like trying to run this company as well as doing like two TV shows. And I do a lot of stuff. And I was like, I mean, I went to business school in the year that I like literally became CEO. I was like, knew how to do (laughs) Shopify, put in the discounts. I was in a makeup trailer, putting in the discount codes for Shopify. Like, I was like, what is, this is crazy trying to do this by myself. And I just felt like I learned so much, but I think that a lot of that is what led me to a lot of my stress and anxiety. And like, that's where I started diving into this journey and it what led me to Frenchie. So even in the moment when you feel like this is the end of my, like, what am I doing? Like, this is just, it's horrible and you feel such a failure, you don't know where that moment is going to lead you
1: to. I want to take a moment to talk about our amazing sponsor, Athleta. Athleta is a performance lifestyle brand for women committed to unlocking their limitless potential. The guiding principles that drive every single design, beauty, innovation, and sustainability. Each style is crafted for the unique needs of female bodies in motion. This summer, Athleta is your go-to shorts destination. Distraction-free and ultra lightweight, their shorts are designed so nothing can get in the way of you and your goals. From bike shorts to Bermudas, run shorts to everyday staples, they have your shorts. I'm not lying when I tell you adding the high-rise Elation shorts to my wardrobe rotation has made getting dressed for my morning workout a breeze. They provide an instant boost of confidence and comfortability as soon as I slip them on. And in honor of short season, Athleta is encouraging us to lead with our legs. Whatever that looks like for you, whether it's running a new PR, climbing to new heights, or standing up for what you believe in, let your legs lead you forward. I'm a big believer in putting your best foot forward, building on a strong foundation and cultivating confidence. And Athleta's lightweight and breathable performance shorts complement that perfectly. Summer is the time to celebrate the legs that move us forward. Find your new favorite pair of shorts at Athleta and let your legs lead the way. Visit Athleta in stores or online at athleta.com to shop their full range of shorts available in size extra, extra small to 3X. Thanks guys. I think there's so much pressure on being successful and good at
0: every single thing that you do has to be a massive success. And sometimes it's the, the things that don't go the way you plan that teach you the lessons you need to go on to your next project. And like looking at Frenchie, to your point, like in my mind, I assume it's a business immediately because I'm like, oh, you're doing this. It has to be making money. But that's not necessarily you know, the, the reason you start things, you know, with create and cultivate, you know, I started it, it made no money for like three years and it was just a fun thing to do and get women together. And then like, it turned into something beyond my wildest dreams, but like, that's an amazing approach. I think. And it's a really smart approach from someone that's had the experiences to kind of bring them to that place. Like it was that pressure of, of having a
2: business that I really was scared that I wasn't going to be creatively inspired again in like a company or a brand. And so when I, when I started forming the idea of Frenchie, I really got excited. And I just felt like the pressure was off because I wasn't having to be like, selling makeup and like, you know, like I just felt like it was just not right. And I just was excited to just be re-inspired again and take baby steps into what this will eventually become, which I don't know exactly yet, but I'm having so much fun doing it.
0: Yeah. And that's cool too. I mean, I think, I think that's actually really inspiring. And I think I understand that so much because it's hard when the things that you love and the things that inspire you that are your side hustles or hobbies, become your full-time job. You know, it, yeah. it, it puts a totally different spin on it
2: because I'm like really into interior design. And during quarantine, when it first hit, I was like, this is the most time I've ever had off in my life. And so I started to just like really finish up my backyard and then I had friends asking me for help on like their places. So I was like putting boards together for them. And then I actually got a job to actually design someone's kitchen with my dad. And I was like this, oh my God, I'm now getting jobs as an interior designer. And it's really funny how like once you start doing this a job, it takes like the excitement
0: away. All the fun out of it. It's <laughs> not as fun anymore. It's funny. I had an employee once that was like so into music and like would go to shows like all the time and she worked for a record label and then can work for me. And, and I was like, are you sure you don't like this? It's like not music. And she was like, I realized like, I love music so much. I don't want to work in the industry because it makes me not love it. Yeah. And I was like, that's so true. Like it's because you think you want to go work where you, and the things that you love and you're passionate about and all these different things. Sometimes it can go, it can give yeah, you a different taste. Just, just a side passion. <laughs> Sometimes Just go to the concert. Sometimes just redecorate your living room. <laughs> yes. You don't have to be an interior designer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly but I feel like our, our society is so ingrained in that. Like, Oh, you like that? You're good at it. Try and make money doing it. And it's like, that doesn't necessarily have hobbies are good. So let's talk a little bit about wellness. What are some of the specific topics that you think don't get discussed often enough in the wellness space and that you're excited to talk about in Frenchie?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think a lot, like I said, you know, just with plastic surgery, you know, just talking about kind of just the negatives and there's positives, but I, I believe in like we don't talk about the negatives enough. And I feel like even just Botox, like I don't necessarily believe in preventative Botox. I've never done Botox. And I had a friend who was a castmate on a movie that I did. And she was like, gosh, you know, your, your forehead's just, so like." <laughs> she's like, there's no lines and I want to get Botox. I'm like, well, I've never gotten Botox. And I was like, and just so you know, once you do that, you have to continue to do it. And I think people don't like think about that. And so like mm. and really young. And I was like, I don't judge anybody for what they want to do, but I'm just like, if you can just wait as long as you can, I would rather do that, you know, just because I just feel like once you start, it's a it's a whole thing they have to keep up with. I'm someone uh, who gets Botox. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have any judgment over it. I'm just like just wait till you like, till you really feel like you need to do the research on it too. And so she didn't even know that she was like, I didn't know that you had to like keep up with it. And so I was like, yeah, "Yeah." she was very young. Let me just tell you. So she's younger than me, but yeah, just, I think more of the, of kind of like the negative experiences, I would say, you know, like for me in the past, I always thought, you know, like, Oh, this is going to make me, you know, feel better about myself and my body if I get implants. And it's like, no, actually most of the time, like it's so deep and insecurity that like you have to do more work. Like it, it never truly makes you happy, I guess. And that, that is something, like I said, if you're going to make those decisions, like really know what you're getting into, really do the research on it. So I'm excited to talk more about that, but also just about self love because I feel like that's where everything starts. I just wrote a post the other day about body shaming and yeah. how, like, even being pregnant, I get body shamed. <laughs> it was Crazy. like even by like you know family members of like cousins and stuff. They're just like, "Are you sure there's not twins in there?" And I'm like, "That does not make me feel great." <laughs> like, God. I feel like I've popped way more than like even my friends who are a week behind me, and I had to stop myself and be like, "We are all different," and that's a whole growing a human. (laughs) I know the whole post is just about like how every single one of us, like our bodies, are different. There is not one size fits all, as much as Brandy Melville wants to make people believe there's one size fits all. There is not, (laughs) and it's just like even when I was younger, the post was really just like talking about how you know, growing up and like training and working out and like eating like perfect. I always am like, gosh, if I was just had like less body fat and I was back to being like when I was 25, like super fit. The thing was, is that when I was 25, I was still thinking that same thing. So it's like a weird thing that we have. And then we kind of put that on each other as well. And I think it's just like, there's been so many times in the past where when I started just being actually even more happy in my life, you know, and I wasn't my skinniest that people thought I was pregnant years before I was actually Mm. pregnant. And I just feel like it's such a comment that needs to be like stopped. You know, it's like, why do we feel like we can say that like about people? Like, why is it okay that, you know, that we just don't love ourselves. It's like when you can love yourself is when you can love another, they always say. And so I'm Mm. like, and start to really love ourselves and our bodies, maybe we won't be so judgmental over each other's body.
0: That's really the hope. I mean, even this week, you know, Lizzo came out and said like, you know, she really gets upset about the negative comments that are on her feed. And she's like the most confident out there person. And I think it's important for people to say things like that, because it's like, even the people that are, you see on the screen are so confident all the time, you know, or, you know, dating whoever. And you're like, how do I be like them? It's like, everyone's going through their own journey. It takes so much experience. And and to your point, like where you are today in your journey, it takes time and ex- and like to your point, the scars and the experience and all those things that go along with it. Um, but I think it's so, so important. And obviously you have millions of followers across all your different platforms, including TikTok, which I want to talk to you about because I am like someone telling me how to do TikTok. But how do you keep your audience engaged and active? And how do you ensure that everyone in your community feels seen and heard? I try to posts a lot, you know, to keep them
2: engaged, obviously is one of the biggest things is always posting. Um, unfortunately with TikTok, since I've been pregnant, I've been a little bit more lazy when it comes to the dances, they're just like getting harder and it's <laughs> not with the belly. So, but I, you know, I really obviously like love to comment back to people. I, I love to ask questions, especially on Frenchie. I really love having a platform where they can DM me because on my personal, I really have a lot of that stuff like privatized, but on Frenchie, I'm able to like actually communicate with them and see what they're saying. And also I love that, you know, when I'm trying to figure out like what's next for Frenchie, I'm able to just ask them like, what do they want to see more of? And that gets and, and seen and heard. And so Yeah, a lot of the subject matter that I do on Frenchie, I feel like they feel really seen. And um, it's just such a great connection. I feel it was kind of the weirdest timing launching in this moment, but it was like I really kept saying, like in a moment where we're isolated and we want so badly to connect, I just felt like it was the perfect time to Mm. work this. And I just feel so much more connected with my audience.
1: And before we get into that next question, I want to take a really quick break to talk with you guys about our amazing sponsor for today's episode, Just Fab. Just Fab is a membership shopping platform bringing stylish women together. To them, shoes aren't just a fashion statement; they're a power move, and that's why Just Fab continues to focus on value and quality as much as they do selection. They believe that while shoes won't change the world, the woman who wears them definitely will. Now, I don't know about you guys, but with the weather getting warmer and with the world slowly opening back up, my closet is in desperate need of a little refresh. I'm beyond excited for all the summer weddings and soirees coming up, but I've been having such a hard time finding cute styles that are affordable and comfy enough to wear throughout the day and night. Cue Just Fab. Just Fab has made my life so much easier with literally hundreds of cute heels, wedges, sandals, sundresses, matching sets, and so much more all at an accessible price point. And to top it off, every shoe features a brand new comfort technology called JF Form Foam that includes plush foam padding that honestly, it feels like a cloud to walk on. I really can't talk enough about this brand. They have it all. And did I mention that when you become a VIP, the shoes are just $10? I mean, what a steal. Some of my recent favorites have been the Gaia flat sandal and the Luca molded slide, which I also love pairing with their strappy tier dress. These casual yet cute summer styles make me feel so chic, whether I'm dressing down to go to the farmer's market or dressing up to go to Saturday brunch with my husband and my girls. So as I mentioned before, when you become a VIP, you'll get your first pair of shoes for only $10 plus 50% off any clothing, accessories, or additional styles with both on trend and classic styles dropping every single month. There's always something new to fall head over heels in love with. So run, don't walk to shop their amazing new arrivals and give your closet the summer refresh it deserves. Go to justfab.com workparty work party to become a VIP and get your first pair for only $10. Now let's get back to the episode. And speaking of quarantine, how have you been taking care of yourself and your mental health during this time?
0: Are there any like self-care rituals or practices you're using during this time? I think all
2: of that has gone up like, <laughs> it's just like Sundays are now Mondays for like, yeah, it's so true. You know, for me specifically, it's been a lot of meditation. Like I've always been a fan of meditation, but I make sure I do it every single morning. Um, especially when it first happened, obviously that could like, it makes your anxiety kind of come up with everything happening. And then you're like at your home. And like I said, I've never had this much time off in my life. So I was finding things that I could be passionate about, like interior design. I was doing things that I could fill my time with because I usually do like four things at a time. So it's been mm-hmm. like, this is weird. And so yeah, just finding those things that you're passionate, what you love. I really allowed myself in the beginning to calm down on the working out because I just felt like I wanted to take care of myself mentally, mm. versus like fully physically. So I was allowing myself to... Eat, you know, comfort foods and you know, because it was just such a scary time, I think, in the very beginning. I think now that we're we've been in isolation for so long, we're kind of like Thank on you. a routine about it. So, so yeah, and it's like not being hard on yourself, you know, like yeah. that with work sometimes, especially now being pregnant, I have like baby brain and I'll be like, Oh, you have this. And I'm like, Oh my god, and I'll be like, oh. and so my schedule's gone a little kind of haywire, but I feel like it's just, yeah, just doing what makes you happy in this moment is what helps you through. And like I said, meditation has been such a thing. It's just really made me very present in this moment.
0: Yeah. I am horrible at meditation, but I am so excited when other people can do it. Cause I just get too distracted by every single thing, but I too, in the beginning was on the comfort food train. Now I'm getting back into the working yeah. out. Yeah. of it all. But once I hit uh, my second trimester, I was like, it's time to work out. <laughs> yeah, like I gotta, I gotta do something here. No, it's so true. So obviously you've been in the limelight majority of your life, but you haven't really let fame or the spotlight change who you are. How have you remained true and authentic to who you are? And what advice can you share for women who are struggling with finding that in their own lives or careers? Well, a lot of it has to do with
2: how I was raised. I have always been in the business since I was really young you know, I I worked in clothing stores up until I was on a TV series and I went to regular school. And so having that background, I think is what really has grounded me. But also I think that I look at my, my priorities are are a little bit different, you know, like for me, I don't measure success as, you know, how many movies have done what, or TV shows have done what it's like, I'm a working actress. I always will be. I love to work. I love to act. I love to do a bunch of different things and I just love to work. And so for me, I just think of success as being like everything as a whole, like your family life, your personal life, what you do. Um, it's not about like numbers and judging yourself on, on what, you know, works and doesn't
0: work. I think that's so true. I thought, Someone said the other day, like there's two ways to kind of set up your life. One is goal based and one is value-based. And goal based is when you're like, if I make this much money or if I do this many movies or win this many Oscars, like I'll be happy then. Whereas value-based is more like the people you surround yourself with, the type of person you are and those things. And like you'll always be happy if you're value-based versus goal-based because it's something that you can actually achieve in because it's you personally. Achieve those goals even in a value-based situation. Totally. Yeah. So. It's just you don't put all your worth in one. I guess. (laughs) So if you could go back to the beginning of your career with the knowledge that you have now, the journey that you've been on, what advice would you give your younger self? Well, I mean, early in my career, I would have to say like,
2: because I was three when I started. (laughs) So I should probably say when I when I hit success, maybe around like when I was like 18 or 19, I guess I would just say that just to have fun, you know, and to to not take things so seriously, you know, like I think that Um, a lot of the time we get into these modes of just like, kind of like working, 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 and we forget to just kind of have fun with it and have fun about it. And we think sometimes like when I was younger, I was like, okay, well, if I do that movie or if I do that, like, we're trying to like, I don't know, like make decisions just based off of where we think our futures are going to go. And I think that for me, it's like, just kind of lighten up about it, you know, Mm. Sometimes that stuff can like stunt us. Cause I'm a very self-aware person. And so having too much awareness can sometimes make you like not take something or be fearful about taking a project on. When I stopped doing that, when I started being more open and being like more freeing in that way is when yeah. I feel like some of the best stuff has happened. So,
0: so what's next for Frenchie? What's the vision for the brand moving forward? You know, right now, I think
2: that we're just still, you know, like really growing our audience. You know, it's only been a couple months. I think that eventually I would love to do collaborations with other clean brands Mm. I love. So that's something that would be really fun. But we're just, you know, still, I think, growing and learning. And I don't like to get too many steps ahead. I like to just kind of be in the moment and kind of go from there.
0: Yeah. What are some of your favorite clean products? Oh, I mean, Branch
2: Basics are like everything we use in the house. Love, yeah. My favorite. They're so great. Another one is, man, there's so many. I love clean beauty. I, that's what I really got into during quarantine because I was so much about my beauty. Like, no, this is my routine. And then I was like, you know what? I got to start like diving trying. In and trying. And there are so many great ones out there. Hosis, uh, Ilya Beauty, uh, Milk Makeup. And also, green pan, all non toxic. Oh wow! I renovated my kitchen over the last year, and so yeah, I got all non toxic uh, products mm-hmm. in there. Okay, have you switched to natural deodorant? That was one of the first things I've ever done. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I switched um, natural to uh, toothpaste and deodorant. Was as I mentioned yeah. on on Frenchie. I think that the only way to change to non toxic is to know it's a lifestyle, not a diet it's never good to just like jump all the way in. And so over the last couple of years, like, I mean, I started probably five years ago with the deodorant. Now I've really found corpus is one of my favorites. Um, Corpus corpus has been amazing. That like gets you through everything. That is one of the, I think for women, the most important thing to change right away.
0: A hundred percent. I know it it was funny because as soon as quarantine and I was like, maybe I'll start the transition because it's like, I'm not going to see anyone. So it's kind of like a good... I really like mega babe Rosie pits. I don't know if that's a really good one to check check it out. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Um, okay. So let's end with some rapid fire sentence finishers. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. The highlight of my career to date has been, I would say the
2: highlight of my career to date has been, I would say Frenchie and like the last couple projects, I would say that, you know, and symptoms. I think symptoms was the start of it. Mm, uh, it was totally. Being open and being authentic to myself. Obviously, I've played characters in the past. People knew me to a point, but it wasn't until symptoms. I would say that's the highlight because that was like all co-written by me. It really was my baby, and it was like me being completely vulnerable and authentic with my audience for the first time.
0: Totally. My number one money tip for entrepreneurs is
2: definitely. Always think of yourself as a startup first. <laughs> like think of yourself as a startup. Don't think of the the end goal, because sometimes, mm. you know, uh that's kind of like my that's what I do with Illuminate, was that I was taking over a company that was like had a big company attached to it, thinking that I needed to be that and mm. really was starting up and I should have just thought of it that way. So really think of yourself as a startup until you're not.
0: That's a great, that's great advice. Um, A fellow female
2: entrepreneur I admire is? I would say I admire Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, especially with what she's done with Goop. I remember when she launched that so many years ago. Um, And I find that to be really inspiring because a lot of actors, it took them a long time to even get on social media. (laughs) It took them so long to get on Instagram because they just like took themselves so seriously. And that's like a perfect example. It's like here Gwyneth was like, oh, I'm going to create this, you know, this, a blog. And and it was just like something that everyone was like, what? Like when if Paltrow, like the Oscar winner is doing this? And it's like, it, that's what you have to do. You have to be, yeah. you know, you have to be open to things that are just different.
0: Absolutely. The
2: number one thing COVID has taught me is. The number one thing COVID has taught me is I, <laughs> that I actually can spend a lot of time in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think like, I, I honestly just felt I could not do work out of my home. And it's amazing that how COVID has taught us, we can do so much out of our houses. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, no, it's so true. And last one is success is success is,
2: I would say everything that you're a part of, you know, whether that's your family and your work, I think it's all encompassing. It's not just your company and your brand. I think it has to do with everything
0: that's in your life. Totally agree. Well, thank you so much
1: for the time, Ashley. Thank you. For more inspiring conversations like this one, subscribe to Work Party on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party.